welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast with my parents, Clark and Bobby. We're excited to talk about the Bible and the Holy Spirit adventures. Thanks for listening. Hey, happy Wednesday, everybody, and welcome to the podcast. Today, I have a special guest. And back. Bobby's <laughs> back. She's alive. <laughs> We're all alive, you guys. Our immune systems are, we're boosted. We're strong. We uh, had a battle here and- Pretty sure we've had the bird flu, the swine flu, hiney, (laughs) ear infections, pink eye, stomach colds, high temperatures. You know, it's, we, I feel we kind of, everybody has their rhythm and we made it through Advent and Christmas like feeling good. Yeah. And so I was like, wow. What a that's awesome! Like what a blessing! And then two months of preaching, and then bam. <laughs> so I, I'm glad to be here, though. So thanks for you, Bud, for filling in on the podcast, and then uh, no, Naija. Not, not the same. <laughs> great a chocolate. Kiss? Great. Sure. <laughs> Why don't you just uh, dig around somewhere yeah. in there? And <laughs> you guys, we're back. We're yep. good. Matthew 16 is what we're talking about today. And what's interesting about this is that the previous chapters, there's so much talk about bread and yeast. Okay. It's just been wild. Are we going to talk about bread and yeast? We're not talking so much about bread. That'll be a different day and time. But there's the feeding (laughs) of the 5,000 and all the bread is multiplied. You have the feeding of the 4,000 and all the bread is multiplied. Mm -hmm. So Jesus has been performing signs. And then when chapter 16 kicks off, sorry, I'm kind of losing my voice. Uh, the Pharisees and the Sadducees asked Jesus to show them some sign. And for them, it was just strict entertainment. It was manipulation. It was wrong motivation. Right. It was everything that was wrong. It like was prove those, yourself. Yeah. yeah Jesus mm-hmm. is like, time out. I, I'm not going to do this. Because he's like, we just multiplied loaves of bread. Right. And those weren't just miracles and wonders. Those were signs. Signs. Yeah. And, and upwards of 20,000 people probably at the first one and you know 10 to 15,000 at the second one because only the men are counted and accounted for so you tack on women and children it's wild and they're asking for a sign and Jesus calls them an adulterous and wicked generation because he's like I'm here hmm. I'm here and when you transition he starts talking to the disciples about the yeast of the Pharisees and he's saying <laughs> you got to be careful with this this thinking that creeps in because I guess you could probably explain a little bit more from the yeah, baking what? side of thing, like what yeast does. Yeah. I but mean, like, yeast is alive. It's a live um, culture. And so you only need a little bit, but that little bit is literally what gives the dough um, the ability to like poof up, to rise actually. Mm. Um, and so that, yeah, perfect example, perfect um, picture there. In the disciples, we've talked about this before. They don't get it. And so they're thinking like, wait a second, we, we forgot the bread, like physical bread. Like there, so right now we're talking in what? Verse eight. And so verse seven says, they discussed this among themselves and says, is it because we didn't bring the bread, like actual bread? Yeah. And so the, anyway, and then Jesus lets them know, um, no, it's actually verse 11, be on your guard against the yeast of the Pharisees and Sadducees. And so... Anyway, love the word picture there. That's it, it's a big deal. Like what he's saying there is, you got to pay attention to teaching, um, because any kind of that false teaching that would cause misunderstanding is just gonna, it's gonna totally 
um, disrupt is not the right word. It's going to take over. It's going to um, slowly creep in and entangle and infuse, integrate. That's a great word. Yeah. Integrate probably. And it's going to be gray. So instead of, you know, having clarity, it's just going to cause tons of confusion. Um, And it's awesome picture. As you keep going though, in the chapter, there's more clarity that's coming too. And it comes with this language, which everyone should be familiar with if Mm. you've been going to Emmanuel. um, Because Jesus is asking him about the son of man, about who people say that, you know, the son of man is. And then he specifically turns in verse 16, 15, and he asks them, he says, but what about you? Who do you say that I am? And that's when Simon Peter, you know, he he falls later in the chapter, but here he shines. Yes. He's, he's like, it's you. You know, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And I love how Jesus responds. Um, he lets Simon Peter know that that was not his own brain. And I'm so grateful for that. I think sometimes we, so I'm going to bring this to like 2023. Let's speak for myself. You know, there's so much information that we can attain and acquire and and just know because of the internet now. And that used to Wikipedia, be only... Yeah. Yeah. A quick Google search. And um, it's still true today, though, that the kind of wisdom and discernment and knowledge and knowing that we need for the kingdom to live on earth and flourish actually comes from God the Father. Absolutely. And to kind of piggyback that, you could say that we are um, <laughs> content saturated. Like, 100%. I'm not, I'm not afraid of people listening to other sermons or preachers, you know, it's whatever. But you can get on your phone or YouTube at a click of a button and you're listening to some of the greatest preachers and teachers anywhere in the world. Right. Why wouldn't you do that? Yeah. yeah if you want to learn how to fix your car or change oils, hop on YouTube. And so the thing mm. is, you can study and get content. Left and right. What what's missing is what you just said. It's Holy Spirit encounter. Yeah. That's what's missing. And so when he looks at Peter, he's just affirming that in him. Right, because that's the truth. That's the truth. Like, mm-hmm. hey, look, there's a bunch of content here. There's Pharisees and Sadducees right? talking about the law. I'm teaching you something new. You've heard it was said, but I tell you. And for us here, we can get on an app or on Twitter or Twitch, Instagram, whatever, YouTube and figure out, you know, people's opinions and any kind of research and what what's missing is an encounter with the living God. And that's what, what Peter's getting at here. I'm sorry, I have to stop you. What is Twitch? It's just another streaming streaming service. That is not a real thing. It is. Twitch. Yeah. I mean I don't I'm not on it, but I think some people I have guys, not even ever heard of that. Okay. A lot of people like video gamers and stuff. Let me look it up real quick just to see if Twitch. Fact wow. No, I, I'm I'm learning. Wow, okay. <laughs> Twitch. Yeah, live game streaming. Twitch. Oh wow. Twitch. That's amazing. Yeah. Anyways, what's missing is the encounter with the living God. And Jesus at this point has finally shown them, because like in Matthew 14, he feeds the 5,000, which um, he's the bread of life. He's given this bread, Mm -hmm, this nourishment mm -hmm. to all the Jewish people. Then you notice he transitions and he goes to the other side of the the sea. And he has the feeding of the 4,000, which is in the Decapolis, which is where all the Gentiles live. And then there's the baskets left over there. He's the bread of life for the Gentiles, for the people who aren't in the quote-unquote religious community yet. Mm -hmm. And then after all this, the Pharisees are asking for a sign. Jesus is like, no, none of that. The way the Pharisees are doing, they're like yeast. Their their thinking is evil, and it penetrates every aspect of life. Don't let it consume 
your worldview. Consume. And the then word. we come to this point where Jesus finally looks at the disciples, and I think he's probably implying, what have you learned the last couple of right. days? Right, what teaching are you hanging on to? Yeah, and he goes, who, who am I? Mm-hmm. And that's where Peter says, you're the son of the living God. Yeah. And, and he's blessed him. So verses 19 and 20 say, Jesus says this, I'll give you the keys of the kingdom. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Then he ordered his disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Messiah, as if people <laughs> hadn't figured that one out yet. Right. At least the word had not already started to spread. But essentially what that means is whatever is blessed and accepted in heaven needs to be blessed and accepted on earth. Hmm. So you're talking about the kingdom of God and having the kingdom of God break in and break through here. And the things that are permissible in heaven should be permissible here. Vice versa. Hmm. So that's what we're getting at. And then the last, you know, seven verses, Jesus is again predicting his death. Um, Jesus began to explain to the disciples that he has to go to Jerusalem. He's going to suffer many things at the hands of the elders, the chief priests and the teachers of the law. He's going to be killed on the third day and raised to life. Peter, take him aside and begin to rebuke him. Never, Lord, he said, this shall never happen to you. And Jesus turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. You don't have mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. That is a profound word. Mm-hmm. If you go back to the temptation of Jesus in the wilderness, Satan tempted him to, you know, bend a knee and worship Satan, to throw himself off a building, mm-hmm. to turn some, you know, stones to bread, that bread's coming back again. Um, it says that Satan left him again until another opportune time. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people think this is that opportune time. And what's so mm-hmm. interesting is whether Satan was working in and through the Pharisees and Sadducees, yeah. quite possibly, or he was working through Gentiles or zealots or demon-possessed people, maybe. Mm-hmm. But here it's sneaky because he's working right. through Jesus' inner circle. Mm-hmm. He's working through believers. People. Mm-hmm. And so Jesus' rebuke is strong, and a lot of people think it's alluding back to that quote from the beginning of the Gospels where Satan was going to come back and try to get Jesus at an opportune time. How mm-hmm. sneaky to come in through your inner circle, mm-hmm. people that you love and trust, people that are believers, but they just give you a word of, of advice that's not godly. Hmm. It's not good. And so Jesus tells him, get behind me, Satan, you're a stumbling block. Mm-hmm. And so, like, man, I, I totally can resonate, though, with the disciples trying to make sense of this and Jesus teaching and these parables, right. and they're talking about, is this talking about real bread, mm-hmm. yeast? Like, what's going on here? Right. Well, and even what you read in verse 19 and 20 and how it's, you know, what is in heaven we want on earth and how it's like, man, you still don't get it. Cause in heaven, we've got to have the blood of Jesus over us. And so that's what Jesus is saying. Like it's slowly teaching and implying and pointing to, and here he just said it bluntly, like I've come here to die. Right. Oh, okay. And he rebukes him, but just so interesting again, verse 23, like what do we have (laughs) in our mind? Are we concerned Mm. with the things of God or are we concerned with the things of man? Mm. And that's something we have to continue to wrestle with every day. Right. Well, I think that's why Jesus finishes the chapter the way that he does. Yeah. Too. When he says, like, if anybody's going to come after me, this is like, because there's so there's no confusion. You've got to take up your cross and, and you literally have to die to yourself, to those own thoughts, to that way of thinking that is pharisaical, to the way of thinking that goes against the kingdom of God. And so I, I actually love how it, this is, these are probably some of like the most pivotal verses I think. I'm going to read them in the message adaptation. Um, we don't want to hear them. And so I'm going to read them so that we can hear them together. Then Jesus went to work on his disciples. Anyone who intends to come to me 
has to let me lead. You're not in the driver's seat. I am. Don't run from suffering. Embrace it. Follow me and I'll show you how. Self-help is no help at all. Self-sacrifice is the way, my way, to finding yourself, your true self. What kind of deal is it to get everything you want, but to lose yourself? What could you ever trade your soul for? This is 27 and 28 now. Don't be in such a hurry to go into business for yourself. Before you know it, the Son of Man will arrive with all the splendor of his Father, accompanied by an army of angels. You'll get everything you have coming to you, a personal gift. This isn't pie in the sky by and by. Some of you standing here are going to see it take place, the Son of Man Hmm. in kingdom glory. I love that. I think that, you know, we, we know everything about everybody and we know, we definitely know everything about ourselves. Like, hello, we're so self-aware. We're so self-actualized. We're today in Christianity. If you're not reading all these other books, like about how you can, you know, be a better Christian or whatever, all these things, then, you know, what are you doing? Really? Like, that's what we think it is to be more of a, of a holy Christ follower or Jesus is saying, no, being more of a Christ follower is actually following what I did. And what I did was I, I lost myself. Mm-hmm. I laid down my life for you. So really, all of these intellectualized books and these conversations and these Bible studies, they're a good thing. But we got to be careful that that's, that's not reading to, leading to radical individualism. That's not leading to head knowledge, head knowledge, head knowledge, no heart knowledge. That's not leading to a lifetime of knowing things about God, but not experiencing them. That's not leading to, you know, constantly being in the church, but not being the church and serving and getting your hands dirty and getting in the mess of life. Jesus is saying, how you follow me is to literally look what I did and do what I did. That's how you do it. And so I, I'm just blessed by this. I think we, you know, we've got the Christian, if you were to go to Barnes and Noble, I feel like so many topics in Christian spirituality today are too closely aligned with the self-help topics that are, you know, this is what you have to do. This is how you clean it up. This is how you do it. Um, here's the thing. Jesus already made a way 2000 years ago and that's how it's done. Not because of anything that we do, but because of what he's done. And then we follow his lead. And it's Mm -hmm. a simple invitation. Follow me. I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that. It's simple. It's not easy. So I'm encouraged by that. Those last few verses, just a kind of like little, a little bit of a prod there, like examine what do these ways actually look like to you? Or do you have like a pharisaical mindset? Um, How are you how are you picking up your cross? What does that actually look like? What does that mean? Um, if you don't like it, why not? Hmm. You know? Yeah. No, that's a good word. As you're speaking, I'm just reading verse 26 again. He says, What good will it be for someone to gain the whole world yet to forfeit their soul? What can anyone mm-hmm. give in exchange for their soul? I think there comes a point in time in mm-hmm. our life where you sit back and you look around and you go, Is this it? Like... For people who have worked so hard to attain wealth or popularity or even, if, or even if you fought for like justice in worldly terms, hmm. eventually you're going to sit there and realize there's got to be more than this. And Jesus is saying you could have all the wealth and still be yep. empty. You can have all the friends and still be empty. You could have yep. what do a bunch of good things and still be empty. He's saying you need me right? and need to do what I did. And that's the giving of ourself in the name of Jesus. And that's a strong word, and it's an important word that Jesus gives us today. All right. Amen. And I love that he alludes to Daniel. 
we like you said, we just finished <laughs> Daniel, man, the son of man coming, which is what, again, sets all the Pharisees and the Sadducees off, because <laughs> Jesus is saying, I am God. Right. I'm the one coming to judge. Mm-hmm. You know, don't forfeit your soul. Come to me. So anyways, friends and family, that is Matthew 16 in a nutshell. Um, for announcements. For announcements. Prayer and worship tonight. Prayer and worship tonight. Yeah. Every Wednesday, guys, we yeah. got prayer and worship. It's gold. There's a movement going on yeah. across the United States. I don't know what it is. I'm sure you've probably seen some of the headlines about revival and that kind of thing. Um, I'm just encouraged by it. Yeah. I'm, I'm seeing people hunger and long for God, and that stokes a fire in me to hunger and long for God. So if you... Um, can't do that at home. If you need help to do that, if you want space to do that, come to Wednesday night prayer. Mm -hmm. Uh, You're going to be blessed. All right. God bless you all. And uh, hopefully see you tonight. If not, we'll talk to you on Friday. God bless you. The Lord bless you and keep you. Don't make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give him his peace. Have a great day.